Hey, you're just starting the Trek Off podcast now, so it's a good time for you to subscribe to a new podcast, too. The Totally Super Podcast is me and my good friend Arthur reviewing every single superhero movie ever made. That's right. It's called Totally Super. It's put out by Geeks Radio. It's like Trek Off, but for superhero movies. Maybe not quite so dirty, but it's still fun. So check out Totally Super. Search for it right now. Whatever you're listening on right now, whatever you found Trek Off on, just use that to find Totally Super and subscribe. Okay, enjoy Trek Off. It's time for Trek Off. Set phasers to love. Welcome to Trek Off. My name is Justin. And my name's Alexia. And today, it's been a while. It's been a while. It's been a while. Been a while. I'm really old. That's a really old song now. I know. And, I know. <laughs> I did that today. So I did that the other day. Um, I'll tell you what I've been doing, uh, why we've been gone so long. Uh, but I did that the other day and I said, it's been a while. It's been a while. And someone looked at me as I sang that song and goes, ooh, old school. I was like, old school? <laughs> like that song is like so new that it's kind of not on my radar. I just know that it says, it's been a while. That's all I know about that song. Like it's, I, I can't tell you who I can't tell you who sings it. I can't tell you what it's. I know about. I can't either. It's can't, really fun. I can just I remember that too. The, I can't. I I I I I know that the next words are since I last, but I yeah, don't know but any that's of it. the other words of the song. Yeah, I don't know anything. Been a while since I last. <laughs> and I don't know the verses. I couldn't tell you the tune of any other part of the song. Yeah, and, and and they're like, it's. I mean, frankly, frankly, and I and I hate to say this, Britney Spears is too new school for me um britney spears showed up right when i was getting into college and it it occurred to me that like i really kind of stopped picking up new music in general right (laughs) around the age of like 21 right around 21 wow there there are exceptions there are exceptions um i got really into cake which i started listening to when i was like 24 four or five that my uncle introduced me to. And there's a there's an artist that I started listening to when I was like 31 or two um, named Josh Fix, who is an independent musician out of um, out of uh, San Francisco. He's only got one album. Now he ghostwrites songs for other people. But I listened to his first album. He sounds like a, a mix of like Billy Joel and Queen. Um, Interesting. But he recorded his first album in a closet. Wow. Uh, uh, like That's hardcore. Work. Like at his work, he like like found a closet where he could record and he had a job and he would disappear and nobody knew where he went and he was recording his album. That's fucking um, hardcore, dude. Nice. Yeah. And now, and now he like writes like for pop stars. Um, wow. And so like there are people people I, I picked up on but really like the last the last like artist that I just really picked up on that I that I got became a big fan of was like Eminem and that was like right around his third album and that's it I stopped picking up artists I, I pick up new and I don't know why this happens explain this to me Alexia because I think I wonder if this is you somewhat as well when I think about the music you say you like it strikes me that most of the music you like is music from your childhood I mean yeah most of the music I like is from the is from the 80s um, but I also I th- there's certain stuff like I tend to gravitate toward um like female vocalists um like i got into kelly clarkson after the whole um you know first because it was a big deal at that point like by this point anybody who wins that show's still on isn't it but like anybody who wins gets an album i'm like well they're like the 50 million who's done it she got a movie uh yeah that you know was movie, less. Do you good. know what the movie was called? I know. Yes, I do. And it was, I was called just, From Justin to Kelly. And it reminds, it makes me think of you every time. 
Um, and so that's that's te- I tend to gravitate toward that. Um, but it's interesting. Like, yeah, I, I, I find that the new music that I've picked up on that I've like gotten past like maybe high school and college, like you said, has been um, from like my niece. Hmm. Like, I don't think I would. And I think, and honestly, I think it's less about my age and more about like not listening to the radio anymore. That might be it. I mean, because when you think about it, that's kind of where you would hear stuff. But I listen to the radio sometimes. And when I listen to the radio in the car, I've started now listening to in the DC area. There's a radio station 94.7 and all they play is 80s music. That's the best. Um, like, I mean, that's me, what right? I play my, all the time for the most like, part. Kids today think that the music that we thought was the coolest is outdated. And my dad thinks that m- the music from when he was, um, like, he tries and tells me, like, here are the best bands ever. And, like, <laughs> I don't I don't get it. Like, I'm like, this is not good. And, he, like, I, I wonder if there's this part. I wonder if there's this part. And it's not completely true. I mean, I... I I re- I love the Beatles and their bands. From, you know, Queen is mostly from the seventies, and I love yeah, Queen. Queen. Uh, there's um, there, there are certain things I think that transcend. I think there are things that are that belong to a time and that speak to you because of that, wherever that is for you in time. Right? Like if that's in your youth. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I it's it's weird. Now, here's the weird thing, though. I continue. I mean, I don't pick up anything now that Spotify exists. But when I was buying albums, I, I or on Spotify, I listened to. I continue to listen to new music from the artists that I liked before. So, oh yeah, no, like, I definitely do that. Like, I still listen to Madonna. I still listen to Cher. But like, that's because Madonna is always going to be good. Well, and that's the thing. I'm, the I'm not a fan, time. but I'm. I, I get. I get the. I, I get the the reason why. I think. I think that. That can it be that we like pick up our favorite artists to the point where we have enough favorite artists that, you know, when a new album comes out, when Bare Naked Ladies puts out a new album, I listen to nothing but that album for like two months. And by the time I'm kind of sick of listening to that album, Eminem has a new album that I listen to for a couple of months. And then Ben Folds comes out with one that I listen to for a couple of months. So I'm I'm at a point where I don't really need to absorb new artists because I have artists already continually putting out music. And then I also like now when I listen to music, it's usually nostalgia dips. You know what I mean? It's like it's mm. it's it's you know, I'm going to listen. I oh, I haven't listened to Prince in a couple of years. Let me spend the morning. The other day, I was I was taking a shower, and I I my shower. I have a um a glass shower, and so the where the door closes is a nice little like two and a half inch metal bar that I can like slap like just knock my phone up on there. And so I put my phone up on there, and I listened to Huey Lewis in the news. Nice, which I hadn't <laughs> listened to in for. I I used to love Huey Lewis in the news. I have not actively sought out Huey Lewis in the news in five years or more. And I was like, I I. I kind of want to listen to Huey Lewis in the news. So I put it on and that's what I do now. Like it's, it's, I don't have room to start figuring out what the new artists the are new doing. Artists and- are doing or up to, I don't know. Um, hold on. Mike adjust. That might be noisy later. Um, I, I actually am interested in new music. I just, I'm not, I'm not sure the I'm best way to go about disinterested. It. I just, no, no, I'm actively interested. Like I've, I've listened to a lot of like, and, and certainly I'll come across something cause I don't have Spotify. I just listen on Amazon prime. 
Um, and there's a lot of Same good day. stuff there. And um, I will frequently, yeah, get caught up on artists that I already know and love. Um, and then I'll be like, oh, wow, I haven't listened to this in forever. And oh, cool. They have some. I'll listen to that. But I've like recently picked up a couple, like I've actually picked up a new artist. God, I can't remember her name now. I feel terrible. Uh, but it was because be I've great. been, you know, shut up. She's she's independent type artist. It's not like she's not a Madonna or a Cher. You know what I mean? Um, she I and what's funny is how I got there is because it was like I was watching ba- the Baywatch um, restored stuff and I was like on season one and there was this little girl in a scene with little Hobie. And I was like, she looks familiar. I wonder, did I know her from some other stuff when she grew up? And I love that Amazon will have like the x-ray things. You can kind of IMDb them in the moment. And so I found out that she actually, you know, as she grew up, she was doing film lesson, became a musical artist. And I was like, huh, interesting. So like I looked her up on Amazon Prime and I found an album and I listened to it. I was like, this is pretty good. I like this. Like it was such a weird way though to like go by like the the ways I find new artists now that aren't my niece are really odd. Like like roundabout. And it's like cause I don't know how else to hear new stuff, I guess, because I'm old and we don't I don't I don't have the radio to listen to to tell me what's hot now. <laughs> well, I mean you could if you wanted to. You're not restricted from having the radio. The radio is available. So you can go to, you can, there's an app, I think, called radio, like, or radio.com or something that, that most of the radio stations are on the app for the entire country. Really? Yeah. I just, I have no, I have no patience for like commercial interludes anymore. Um, yeah. I mean, that's, that's a pain. You know what I mean? Yeah. When the commercial interlude happens. And then, and then, at, like you decide, okay, we're going to jump stations, and then you have to listen to the last half of a song on the next station. You're like, oh, why didn't I hear this song when it started? Um, yeah, that's. I'd say the biggest. Good. I'd say the biggest artist I've I've gotten into, like beyond my youth, and is is probably Imagine Dragons. And that's just because they're awesome. Oh, you know what? You know who I did get into recently um, was My Chemical Ram, My Com- bleh, My Chemical Romance. Oh, they're good I, too. I I listened to them and I I heard the Black Parade and I was like, oh, this is really just an like this is a a Beatles worthy song. This is an astounding song. Oh wow, um, yeah, that's quite no, the I think thing Black, to say. I think the, the Black Parade is <laughs> a great song. Okay, so um, let's name real quick three artists that you think that people probably aren't listening to that uh, that they should give uh, a. a chance to or that maybe people have dismissed that they should give a chance to you will go one you want me one we'll do three so who's your first i i don't i don't i don't know you don't know <laughs> no <laughs> you can't think well, of three artists i don't listen i don't i don't i don't feel like i listen to they can be old be, they can be old or old artists oh, Who, who's um somebody my friend introduced me to my friend jay um and i absolutely love hard to find but they are on amazon private's joy drop okay what kind of music um they're um they have a very 80s feel but i don't know that they're from the 80s but there's got kind of an 80s vibe about them like the killers right the killers have such an 80s vibe oh they totally do yeah i love the killers because of that you know and I, 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 I got that from music games music games is the other place where i get music like as an old person now <laughs> like where i'll find new things you know i read an article about the song mr brightside and evidently mr brightside has been in the top 100 since it came out and really? has, has the record for the song that has spent the most time in the top 100 really that's fascinating I did not know that. Yeah, that, that. Well, I mean, turn on the radio, right? Mr. Brightside is always on. Still is it? always on. It's on every wow. playlist. It's always on the radio. And evidently, it just never went away. And then it would go away for a little bit. Then it would have a resurgence, but it never left the top. That's what I. That's my understanding. I, maybe I'm talking out of school. Maybe I don't know what I'm talking about. But that's <laughs> an article. It's an article I read. Okay, I would that's suggest. Cool. Um, it's an article. It's uh, 
uh, well, my first suggestion is bare naked ladies. Um, uh, everyone knows that. <laughs> yeah, I love but they're that not. Band. They're not underrated. Like I don't think. No, most I think they are. They I are. think people think of them as the the band that did one week and the Big Bang Theory. And if you dig a little deeper, Brian Wilson and If I Had a Million Dollars, and that's all people know. If I Had a Million um, Dollars is the only one of theirs that I like. Just love. Well, well, everybody knows one week though. Like everyone knows one one week. It was the hugest, one of the biggest songs in the nineties. Um, and, and you know, I mean, you, you know, one week, right? I assume. I, I probably do. It's been one week. Since oh, yes. Yeah. 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 That's yeah, all. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. then, and then of course the big bang theory song, the theme, they did that one. And then lying in bed, just like Brian was, I mean, th- those are the songs people know. Um, but I think that if you were to, one, you could pick up what they call their greatest hits. Um, but really their first album from 1991, uh, Gordon, uh, is just a, a, a like a mishmash of, of like folk rock and jazz and, and almost novelty comedy songs. Um, it's really, a, a, Gordon is up there with me with like next to Sergeant Peppers for me. Um, as one of like the greatest albums of all time. Wow. So I would say Bare Naked Ladies, specifically their first album, Gordon, or their greatest hits, because there's just a lot to like in that band and a lot of heart in that band that their that their radio songs don't get. Like their radio songs are more fun, but the band, like if you listen to their album cuts, it's just like there's a ton of heart in there um, that's worth exploring. Okay, who's, who's your second? My second. Um, Joy Drop was your first. Oh. You can go back to the 80s. I just went to an, a, an album from 1991, so go for it. That's true. So, you did. Yeah. Um, What's an but I feel more... like the stuff I listened to in the 80s was the stuff that was popular. Like, you, you do the of... next one and I'll think of I'll try All right, to think so, of something. All right. So here. My, <laughs> I don't my, listen to my, as much music My as number two that I would tell people to go look for um, – uh, I was a big fan of Ben Ben Folds Five, um, and again, they weren't a little band. They they had a big hit, Brick, in the nineties. Um, uh, she's a brick, and I'm drowning. So everybody like people know that. I don't know he, that song. He's he's written. Um, you know, he he's doing very well. He's he's now the guy uh, who's in charge of the National Symphony Orchestra at the Kennedy Center. But wow. Um, but he has an album called Rock in the Suburbs that was his first solo album. First of all, everything by his band Ben Folds Five. Uh, but the album Rock in the suburbs is just brilliant from beginning to end including the song rocking the suburbs which is a response to um the back when he was kind of like hot with ben folds five there's an interview with the band corn and they were asked what they because he's like he does like piano music he's almost he's kind of like a more rock and roll billy joel um like an edgier billy joel and so and so the band corn was asked, what do you think of of Ben Folds? And they said that, that no, this is what he alleges. Um, they said they said, man, we don't listen to that Cheers shit. Um, wow. And and he he said that on that day he realized he had never played the Cheers theme, and so he sat down. The first thing he did is sat down and taught himself how to play the Cheers theme. Uh, <laughs> He had never done the Cheers theme before, and the next thing he did was write this song called "Rock in the Suburbs" uh, about corn. Um, it's a song about corn, <laughs> yeah. Where where the, the 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 chorus is, "I'm rocking the suburbs just like Michael Jackson did," and then he just switches the band. So John Bon Jovi and Quiet Riot, he also names. I'm rocking the suburbs just like Quiet Riot did. I'm rocking the suburbs, except that they were talented. I'm rocking the suburbs. I take the checks and face the facts that some producer with computers fixes all my. Sh- shitty tracks <laughs> and it's still very poppy but at the <laughs> but the but but at the end he at the end the, his voice gets all distorted and, and he, goes, he, he goes you better watch out because i'm gonna say fuck you better watch out because i'm gonna say fuck you better watch out because i'm gonna say fuck and then and then he does essentially 
a, a corn like corn's music he got like he does it and he plays every single instrument and that's the song <laughs> or he's like hey i like it's it's the 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 first the, the the first line of the song is y'all don't know what it's like being male middle class and white <laughs> <laughs> you better watch out because i'm gonna say fuck it's amazing that sounds hysterical like that for no other reason i have to find that song now and listen to it yeah it's called rock in the suburbs the whole album is amazing the whole uh, there's there are heartbreaking songs on the album that's it's he's he's got uh he's got the greatest song one of the greatest breakup songs ever called song for the dumped and oh. and the the if, if you'll if you'll indulge me um he the, the the song starts it goes so you wanted to take a break slow things down and have some space well fuck you too give me my <laughs> money back give me my money back you bitch <laughs> i want my money back and don't forget to give me back my black t-shirt it's amazing <laughs> I do love those like Alanis Morissette like fucking like that is one of the there's there's certain songs that you just listen to when someone has fucked you up and it's just so freeing. Well, hey, then I'll give you my then I'll give you if my you're third. remembering being fucked up. It's freeing. <laughs> I'll give you I'll give you my third then I guess my third album. I guess I'm doing three albums. Oh, you're doing albums. I don't know. I already have my second. Oh, what's your second? Then? Yeah, please. Um, Machines of Loving Grace. All right. I don't know if anyone's ever. Like I've I know the name, they, I couldn't tell you a single song. I mean, they're good. I think like they're it's electronic kind of heavy metal ish in that milieu, like kind of nine inch nailsy area. All right, um, and it's it's good. And I had never heard that. Again, was another person. It was another band that was introduced to me. My friend Jay, like I would never have heard of them before them for him. And I like huh. them a lot. But it's like that, and that's old school. Like, and it sucks too because recently I tried to look them up on Amazon Prime, and it was only like Amazon Unlimited, and I'm like. Damn it. I don't have that. Damn you, Amazon. In the same vein, I'm going to throw out an album that I think time has forgotten uh, by a band that everybody knows, but I'm going to throw this out. Um, Nine Inch Nails, Pretty Hate Machine. How could anybody have forgotten that? that? I mean, that's like... Because he he put out... It's like the Nine Inch Nails, you know what I mean? Yeah, but he put out the Downward Spiral after that, and his music really changed. Um, It became much... Like heavier rock, like much, much heavier stuff. And I think the only album he's put out that's like Pretty Hate Machine is the album With Teeth. And when he put out that album, they like they said, oh, it's gone pop. Why is it so poppy? Um, and I think that Pretty Hate Machine is I never a I'd never heard anything like it. Right. Because I knew rock like I knew rock at the time. It came out. Uh, right around the time of Nirvana, um, even though Head Like Head uh, Like a Hole came was on the Gleaming the Cube soundtrack, I think. And so Shut I up, think really? That, I think so. I think so. And so I think Head Like a Hole is almost like 89. Um, but, Gleaming the uh, Cube, that's I, an I, underrated film that most people have not seen and should totally watch for no other fuck, reason. Fuck, I either. saw Rad. I owned Rad. Rad. I have not that, seen that one. It's a film about BMX biking. It's like the oh. karate kid of BMX biking. Is it the Australian one? Does it have, does it have, um, um, oh, uh, what's her remember. name in it? Nicole Kidman in it? Cause I watched, I, I watched a BMX bike movie 
like I forget even how I came across it and I don't know the title now but like it had Nicole Kidman in it like and like it was one of her early films and I was like what and she was just like badass BMX biker <laughs> like it was really great that's amazing <laughs> um uh but no the reason I suggest the album is because uh I've talked in the show probably more than I should have about my giant like clusterfuck of my first year of college and mm. and and the the breakup that, that precipitated um but the uh but that album uh pretty hay machine is arguably probably next to i'll bet, I'll bet for women um alanis morissette's uh jagged little pill yeah is also maybe a great break breakup album yeah um nine inch nails pretty hate machine i think for anyone is an amazing breakup album yeah this the entire album is just yeah. like, <laughs> like it's about dealing with ang- frankly anger at a woman like this guy some woman pissed trent reznor off in 1989 and he made a whole album about it <laughs> um and it goes back and forth between like 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 terrible lie like she's just screaming terrible lie he's just so mad that she's a liar she's a liar and then and then then his sad song is something i can never have or he's like everywhere you look you're all i see just a fading fucking reminder of who i used to be and i'm just sitting yeah. there tears in my eyes like clenching my fist like yeah, yeah me too <laughs> yes i know what that means <laughs> I know that pain. Um, so, um, but it's uh, it's it really sounds very eighties now. The 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 beats and stuff on it are they're uh, like they didn't quite have drum machines to the point where they had a lot of oomph. So they're really kind of very early electronic music um but still like just a spectacular album so i'm going to put that out as as if you just want a good like car listen or if you're going through a breakup out there uh hey we both know what that's like that sucks and we're sorry uh listen to this album it'll help so (laughs) okay what's your third and then we got some star trek to talk about yeah or what like this will just be the the uh, we said we're gonna talk about star trek but really we're just gonna talk about music today um uh, i don't think she's underrated necessarily she probably like i know she had a, a big hit but i don't know that she got huge sarah barrialis is that how you say her name i know the aurora borealis no it's no. like b-a-r-i-e-l-l-e-s l-l-q the letter letter x no there's no square is in there it's not in there she's the one that she's the one that did um uh i write you love song or whatever love song you don't know that song no and i'm not as good a singer as you so i can't like I can't. I'm trying to think of of what's a popular song that people would know by her, um, and that's the one that comes to mind. But there's all one right. that I really like um, that's called Fairy Tale, and it's like all about um, like Cinderella waiting up all night um, and like going out with her girls at night because this isn't what it cracked up to be. And, like Sleeping Beauty is just like I'm going to sleep because I don't want to deal with Prince Charming and like. <laughs> fucking snow white having to deal with the seven dwarves like just it's a very woman uh powerly type song like i'm not gonna buy into your fairy tale bullshit which is interesting coming from me but i love that song (laughs) and i love her like she has she always reminds me of like a female jason mraz like she's got a very similar you don't know jason mraz no i mean again i know the name i could spell it for you i'm yours mass is she the same thing? Uh, no, Liz Gomez is awesome, but she's not Jason Mraz. No, <laughs> you don't. You don't know. I'm yours, and like I, I mean, told you, I stopped picking up music, man. Wow. I really yeah, I know. I'm not happy about it. I think you should listen to Jason Mraz. I think you'd like him. Like he's got 
a lot of like his lyrical style is really compelling. Like it, I want to say it's reminiscent of Eminem and Eminem is the only one I, is the only rap star that I can think of that I've ever really liked. Um, and oh, that's- you should also go on Spotify and look up Justin Tim Payne. He's excellent. Oh, definitely. Excellent. Yes. Definitely. He's got a you bunch really, of weird I, rap I'm, songs. I'm and, being serious about album. this. Like I'm not just, I'm not just following along with what he's saying. Like I've listened, he's really good. You guys like, Oh, thank you. He's a All right. Well, musician. Hey, let's talk about Star Trek. Shall we? Yes. Um, thanks it. for sticking with us this long. Um, <laughs> uh, here talk about random music that you're like, why yeah, are they well, talking you know, about some, this? Sometimes you got to talk about stuff, and that's sometimes what we have to talk we about gotta, today. Yeah, sometimes we got to be weird um, and off the off the radar where we're supposed to be. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so we, uh, as as promised, we have been keeping up with Star Trek Discovery. Hey, Justin here. Uh, I wanted to interrupt the episode right now before we went further to let you know that what you're listening to now is the episode from a couple of weeks ago before the Star Wars trailer came out. Actually, while we were recording this episode, I got the news that the Star Wars trailer was coming out. So two days later, we recorded that episode and released that. And now we're finally releasing this. What that means is that in the suing time, Star Trek Discovery has had its season finale, its amazing season finale, which we're going to talk about very, very soon in an upcoming episode. So you're going to hear random references in this to Discovery being about to end near the end of the season and some dangling cliffhangers that we don't know the end to yet, but there's still a lot of conjecture that's worth listening to. So I just wanted to place this in time, um, but it's still some amazing conversation that I think is worth listening to. So uh, back to the conversation about Star Trek Discovery. Um, which is on the air right now. So from this point forward, uh, spoilers uh, for every episode of Star Trek Discovery that has aired before April 10th, 2019. Uh, this is... Um, no, I don't want to spoil everything. I want to talk about... Well, I, I let, let me rephrase. I We reserve the rights to spoil anything within those. We're not going to spoil everything that's sure, happened. Sure, the goal is... But, but there are some stuff, like specifically as regards to, to Spock and Pike, that I feel like we we kind of need we to talk. We might about. get into like, but primarily we're going to spoil the shit out of, as promised, um, the the episode that clearly links back to um, the cage. Oh my because gosh! Because it is a glorious episode in every glorious respect. season, guys. Like. Like, I kid you not, talk about one of the greatest course. You know what? Remember when the season one came out and we had problems and we were kind of we're kind of like, yeah, but look at season one and two of every show except for Next Gen. Like even shows you don't like improved after the first two seasons. They just kind of found their footing. Uh, this season one was already pretty good by the end. Uh, this season has just been gangbusters. The season is just Every episode is, is only like two weren't great. And those ones were pretty good. Yeah. Like it's really like I said it last time. I'll say it again. It's it's in a lot of ways. It was what I, I wanted Voyager to be like. It's the, yeah. it's it's finally meeting that that promise of just seeing women around and being complex and, and interesting. And like, I mean, the more I get to see of um, sort of evil Philippa, if you will, uh, the more it's like, I love her because, but, but I get upset with her sometimes. I'm like, no, don't, don't give it to your darker impulses, woman fight it. <laughs> like, but, but, but it's part of her, you know what I mean? And I love that. Like she's, she says some things she's wrong a lot of times where you're just like, wow, I can't believe she just said that shit. Um, but you got to laugh and you got to love her. Like, I feel like you got to love her. Cause I do. <laughs> well, I mean, I think, I think in general, the show 
has um, it exceeded my every expectation. I In wonder, a lot of ways, and I, yeah. I like, had this conver- I had this conversation with someone yesterday about how I wonder what its rewatchability is going to be. Hmm. It's my only concern about it is that it's so serialized. Um, and so modern in its serialization. I the other day just wanted to watch an episode of Next Gen, so I turned around and I and I put one on, and I was able to like thumb through and go, oh, I love this one, and I put that one on, and I can even do that to a certain extent with with Buffy and Angel. Um, as serialized as they were, there are enough little individual stories in between that you can go, oh, I like that. Like I don't have to. Oh watch. yeah, I know what you mean. Like words, I can watch this short story part within the whole. Yeah, even Deep Space Nine, I can choose, oh, I really like this episode or I like this like mini arc. You know, I can choose, I can say, okay, I'm going to commit to, often on Deep Space Nine, I will jump in at the point that the Cardassians have retaken Deep Space Nine because mm. um, I think that's like the strongest Deep Space Nine ever got was when um was when Dukat and Wayun were back on the ship and or back on DS9 and 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 how Kira's trying to actually live on the station and she's dealing with you know is she becoming a collaborator and like like that like that whole thing I feel like the sh- the show is just like really really strong and it's about six episodes and it's a pretty self-contained story within those six episodes so mm-hmm. I can either choose like an episode I really like or I can choose like six episodes that I really dig um, but I think I feel like I'm gonna have a harder time. Yeah, like I in. think you'll be able. To, it'll be more difficult to go. I'm gonna watch this one up because it, yeah, they really one just flows into the next. Yeah, and you'll feel like oh, where do I start? The only place to start is the beginning of the season. Now they are short seasons, but I think That's that a true. rewatch of Discovery is going to be necessitated. Is it's going to you're going you to you can't need, be cherry picking episodes as much. Yeah, as you, you just you're have, gonna have to, like, to sit down and go. I'm doing a discovery rewatch. Right, that's going to be what you have to do. And I wonder if the show is going to suffer in the future from that. In that, you know, there was a time that I loved Lost, and I keep going. Yeah, maybe one day I'll return to Lost. Maybe I'll go back and watch Lost. But committing to Lost is that's a that's a significant commitment. And there's I'm so behind on other shows that I want to watch that are still coming out that I'm not going to commit to rewatching all of Lost. I'll commit to rewatching all of Buffy or Angel or DS9 again, which I haven't done in a couple of years, uh, before I'm going to go and commit to Lost. And I wonder if Discovery is going to be like that mm. because it's so serialized. And I wonder, you know, frankly, what that's going to mean for, you know, the Picard show that they're coming out with. Is it, like he said, it's all, you know, they've, they've said in news reports, it's going to be all one story. The season's going to be one big story. So that's, they're clearly going with that kind of storytelling. It would be mm-hmm. kind of nice to be able to revisit Star Trek the way I, re- these new Star Treks, the way I revisit the old ones. Does that make sense? No, it, it does. It definitely makes sense. I think, um, yeah, I think it's, it, there are pros and cons to each. You know what I mean? Like you, by necessity, you're going to have to commit more to a like 10 to 13 episodes scenario. Because I do think that, you know, there's a sort of a very like a beginning and an end arc that's pretty clear in like say season one, sure. right? And I feel like that's um, what's going to happen on this season too. I get that. I get that. Right. I get well. that feeling as well. So like it's just a little like like you won't have to commit to the whole series, but you but as a result, you're you're able to get so much more story. Like you're able to get to tell stories the way that we that we hadn't in the past. Like it's actually kind of interesting. Recently, mm-hmm. um, my sister came over. And we hadn't watched. She was like, you know, I haven't seen a long time. It was Rose Red. And I loved Rose Red. So she brought it over and we started it. And it was like, this is a perfect example of like, this was back in like the 90s, I want to say. No, it was early 2000s. Um, and here you had a miniseries format. Like it was 
basically, I think, four hours long. And it aired, like, for four nights or something on ABC or whatever it was. Um, and it's just so cool because you had that the story doesn't really work. It's too, like, Stephen King frequently is too hard. It's hard to fit into a movie, you know? Um, so you get the freedom of a bigger story, of a more nuanced story of getting to know the characters that you don't get as much if you're, if you're trying to have an encapsulated story at each specific episode and then we have little things that, that track throughout. Um, so I just think it's a trade off and I think that the storytelling is really strong and I'm willing to accept that trade off at this point. Yeah. I, I mean, I think that in, in the moment, I am probably having one of the best times I've ever had watching Star Trek because it's it's fun to be it's fun to start the episode and go oh yeah what's going to happen like that's fun I'm enjoying yeah. that although at some point right now the bad guy is Control and I can't remember the moment that I realized that Control was the bad guy I feel like at some point they were like yeah Control's the bad guy this season I was like oh. I feel like I should remember the moment that that happened, but I can't remember the moment that that happened. Um, um, I, f- I believe the moment that that happened was <clears throat> when they find um, all of, this is definitely spoilers, uh, prior to the episode we're about to talk about. No, I guess it's actually after. I'm trying, I can't remember now because it all it all bleeds together. Um, when they find all of like the, the heads of Section 31, whoever makes up that council or whatever, um, were actually dead and being... And and, and people, the orders that Section 31 was getting were basically from control and control alone. Yeah. I mean, I feel like it, you know. I feel I, like that's the moment when. I feel like if I was watching, um, I feel like if I was watching this in like as a binge mode, I'd be following it better. Um, but that's the one thing. Let me ask you a question about control. Let's just put it out there. Is this the Borg? Is this is this the genesis of the Borg? Because you got to admit. Like I oh I, I definitely the, the the similarities are absolutely there particularly with you know by by where we are in terms of like the episodes that that have just aired very recently um like with like clearly like like nanites and 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 um uh resistance is pointless well, yeah, there's, um, there's, 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 that. there's, there's, there's their, they're, they're, they're programmed to become like perfection, though, even the way that they, they inject you and the, like the, the veins the, the go whole, across Yeah, you. the whole, yeah, I mean, the thing. Like they know what they're doing, right? They didn't just accidentally come up with this and no one said, hey, you know, you know what this is kind of like? like? That's what I'm saying. Like I do, I do. Effect? Yeah, I feel like it is. I think is if if not outright going to be the Borg, it is. Um, it is meant to be uh, reminiscent of. It is meant yeah. to bring them to mind. I believe. I hope that this is the origin of the Borg, but I don't want there to be the Borg. I just want this to be the origin of the Borg. If they if they shove control, because remember the from Voyager the the and also from First Contact, the Borg are from the Delta Quadrant. So so they like if at the end of this season they find a way to to send them off to a different quadrant so they're quadrant so they're not a, like a threat um or even think- uh, like if if the plan they had planned that didn't really work out that spoilers i guess for the most recent episode um they managed to send it like way into the future think about that way into the future they're not as they weren't necessarily talking about um where so much as when and it was just yeah. supposed to be out of controls so control couldn't get it and it was like what if it what if it's just delaying the inevitable right and that's why the Borg and and where it wound up was in the future in the Delta Quadrant. Yeah, like I, I, that would be cool. Yeah, I'm I'm really curious as to where it goes. 
um, you know, I was saying to Mr. J that the one thing I really wanted to get out of those Chris Pine movies is I wanted to see Kirk face the Borg. I did. I'd seen all the 20, 24th century people face, face the Borg. The Borg. Um, and I felt like it, Kirk would have had a totally different way of dealing with them. And that would have been that would have been like fun to see. And you could have done that in the alternate timeline. I think that would have been a cool, a really cool thing to see is how does Kirk deal with these guys? Because we totally he's not negotiating with these assholes, you know? No, he's <laughs> and, and he's like, un, he's an unpredictable motherfucker. Um, I just, yeah, it would have been it would have been cool to see. I see what because you're saying. it's my individuality is what makes us us. <laughs> you can't take that away from me. <laughs> Who do you think you are? I wonder if you've thought about the impact it's having on people. <laughs> it's terrible. You don't do um, very good. I heard, a, good. I, I heard a, a comedian, and I wish I could remember who did it, who, who said, who said, uh, who said, so I went into a casting agent once and they said, uh, they, they said, who, who can you do imitations of? And he's like, oh, I do like Connery and, and Shatner and I'll, I, and I can do Kermit the Frog and I can do, I, and I can do Jimmy Stewart. And they're like, oh, all the ones no one else does. <laughs> um, which is funny. <sighs> It is. It's very yeah, but I, I I think that was a that was a missed opportunity from the Chris Pine era. So the fact that we're now finally getting to see how the Borg would interact with this, you know, plucky crew, which again I'm realizing about this crew. This crew does have more of an original series vibe to them than any of the next gen crews, where everyone is just the best at everything they do and and doesn't really spend any time being human right it's like you know, crusher and troy essentially do yoga and have hobbies of of being academic experts in things completely outside their field like it's <laughs> like it seems like everyone on there has like bruce banner level of phd's in everything yeah like you could just get a random episode where you go where you go yes yes of course i i dr crusher have a have a a, a real interest in international diplomacy because that's what I do. Also, I want to be, you know, even uh, in my off time. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's that's yeah. Uh, that, that and yes, like yeah, and, 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 wants and, to be a military Picard command. being yeah. like basically a fucking archaeologist in his off time. Yeah, he's pretty much he's pretty much an archaeologist most of the time, um, <laughs> and also a diplomat and a chief strategist, an amazing pilot, um, and absolutely, as we've said before, totally French. Absolutely, totally he's not British. Every way he's French. not British at all. <laughs> at he's not all. at all. He's absolutely French. He's absolutely, he's the Frenchest way. French guy ever. <laughs> he's so to the point where it's just like it's such a stereotype, you know. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I mean, all like it's funny because at one point, at one point, like Doctor Crusher says, "What you want for breakfast is coffee and croissants." I was like, finally. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, I, I no, no. What I really would like is some tea and scones. Do you have that? Do <laughs> <Just> that. <laughs> could I? Could I perhaps have a crumpet? <laughs> a crumpet. <laughs> cucumber sandwich. Could I have a cucumber oh. sandwich with a crumpet and per, and perhaps a cold meat pie? That's what I'd like. <laughs> Very much. How about some Very stew? Can I have some like stew? A, like a good stew. Hilarious. <laughs> Can I get some flaming bishop? Can I have some flaming bishop, please? Is that some a real spotted thing? dick. 
Can I say spotted dick? Spotted dick. She's like, she's like, I'm a doctor. I can get rid of your spotted dick. Um, oh, my. <laughs> oh, my. That's a problem. That's really, that's, you need an antibiotic. It's like, honey, need. it shouldn't be spotted. <laughs> no, no. No, no it's just bad. regular dick is what you really want to have. <laughs> the spotted variety is not, it's not really good to have. It's indicative all. that something's going on. You should have it checked out, really. Indicative. <laughs> Um. So. So. Oh yeah. So. They, I mean. I'll bet. Um, I'll bet you. I'll bet you dollars to donuts that there. It's going to be the Borg. I think that's going to be the big that reveal. It's the, that it is. Yeah. That it is the the beginning. The genesis of the Borg. Which why the fuck I'm not? Fighting. Right. Like if you like. Yeah. You, you. This is not like the '90s where you're like assuming that you're going to have seven years to get to what you want. Like this might be it. Every season might be it. So just do it. Like just like. I mean, I, I do have to say, like they definitely are sort of constantly balls to the wall. Like they're not. They don't shy away from stuff. And I mean, not like th- there's very at this point. There's so much that's like okay. We we know there was a lot of missteps in in season one, so we're going to do our best to make season two fix what we can, make it more palatable. The things that we can't undo outright, like. And I respect that they did that, and. I acknowledge it and it has largely worked. And I'd say that the cage is the, the culmination of that. The, the episode yeah, let's, let's talk about that. So Actually, let's, let's talk, talk about, about that, Let me, let me talk about one other thing since we're talking about the, the show overreaching show. And then we can talk about, I think again, Pike and Spock is where we, we need to go or spike. Um, <laughs> I think that the rumor that I've heard recently is that season three of discovery might take a time jump is a rumor that I hear going now. Again, mm-hmm. I hear rumors all the time and 90% of them aren't true. Um, but I think it would be really interesting. What if Discovery went into the 24th or now 25th century and, and was now in the next gen era? This crew is sort of stuck there, but we get to explore the next gen era through this crew. Um, I think that'd be really cool. I think it'd be a really neat thing to do to have one show that like this show, like it, it tickled our original series, you know, you know, button for a minute. Um, and now it's, yeah, but I feel like the Picard show is, is, is definitely going to be, um, that has, I don't, I think that the Picard show specifically, I thought I've been thinking about this. I get the sense that they want that they keep emphasizing this is not next gen. He's not what you think. He's not where you are. He's not what it's not going to be what you think it is. Don't expect the next next generation. Oh, uh, to be clear, that's not what I'm thinking. I'm but I'm but but like by of necessity, the fact that that is the um sorry, fucking you're so popular. Uh no, it's my medicine. That's my alarm to say, take your pills. Um, <laughs> so um, I think that of necessity, because it is where it foundationally is from, there's going to be reference to it, right? So in the same way that what we're having on Discovery is is reference to the original series. I think we're and past I, and reference I pref- now, though. That's the thing. I think that season one I, is reference. I, I, I think now we're... I don't think so. Like, I think we're still in... It's heavy reference. It's heavy connection. And that, like, that is what I'm saying. Like, I think anything that's going to take place with Picard has to have, have, like, it just does have to have heavy connection to the past. It has to because that's where it came from. And it's going to be, it's going to matter. It's, it's going to be of, of import. And I think that that is a better fit than trying to now take Discovery into a place where it makes sense with next gen. 
I don't uh, I don't think that's I, let, the thing to do. I don't so want let me to do let that. me reframe it this way. What if the Picard show in order to get Stuart back, they needed to do a very particular thing that he wanted to do and they they wanted it to be in a certain sensibility and knowing that they were not doing anything else next gen, they bring in Discovery which can now interface if need be with the Picard show, but can also because of what they can do now, um be sort of the TV movie we always wanted where Discovery is, you know, is Set 20 years after the, you know, the events of, let's say, Nemesis um, and has the ability to interact with Major Kira. Like these actors are still around and 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 like and Discovery is literally you realize, oh, it's discovering it's rediscovering the Star Trek universe. We've just sort of discovered, you know, the the original series. So so what if now we're because I don't think Picard, I I have no I I have I I can I bet you a hundred dollars. At no point is Picard going to run into Oda. Like, that's not going to happen. Like, Oda's not going to show up on the Picard show. That's sure. not what Patrick Stewart wants to do. Um, I, I, I doubt that we'll get more. I think we will get Dr. Crusher, and I think we'll get Commander Riker, and I, I like, like really briefly. And I think that's all we're going to get of Next Gen crew on the Picard show. So what if they're like, okay, we know we're not doing that now. So what if we put Discovery in a place where it can kind of, not every week, but it can certainly bounce around in the 24th century and revisit stuff that we know. Um, and I trust their ability. At this point, I trust their ability as story writers that they were like, yeah, well, we think that now it should be bouncing around in, in caveman times for a season. I kind of trust them. I'm kind of like, okay, yeah, I'll see what you do. Like, Go for it. Yeah. Like I definitely, I, I have to say like from a perspective of before everything began and even once we were into season one and I was like, what did they do? Why did they do this? Oh, come on. Um, totally different my, showrunners now. That's important to note. It totally is. And, and it is. And it matters. Like at this point, I'm with you. Like I, I've, you've done enough right and really right that I'm, I am much more trusting of something that you're going to put out. I'm not, I'm less likely to cringe when you say we're thinking of this. Because I'm like, you're going to find a way to make it work well and right and fit because they've done a really um, like they got they got handed a bit of a shit sandwich and fixed I, I don't it as think best that's fair. I think the last half of season one was really good. But again, there, I you, mean, I mean, with some of the, Brian some of the, Fuller departed right around the halfway point. And that's where the that's where the, the the show started turning around. Like at the moment of his departure, you can kind of tell where he stopped. Um, but I I don't want to shit too much on because by the end of season one we were going shit. This is a really good Star Trek. That yeah, I mean, what good. I mean by that is simply the the some early on implanted legacy issues that it's like you can't just get rid of and they found some really creative ways to make them less shitty yeah they, i, I like that i like that they embraced it i like that they didn't like wait till season four to bring spock on i mean if you're gonna if you're gonna say that she's his sister you know it's fan service if you go she's his sister it starts being way better if like okay i guess we have to have spock now let's make him a character what's <laughs> i will say this with both both with spock uh and with um saru i <laughs> My my sister was over recently, <laughs> and I was like, you know what? I never call you sister. Well, like, we're not aliens, though, as far okay. as you know. And you know what? I I call I call my I almost said her name. I call my sister. 
sister. And I call my brother, brother all the time, actually. Hey, brother. Really? Mm-hmm. Yep. Like you would say. She doesn't do it. She d- No, actually, she says on Facebook, she says, hey, brother, all the time. I'm not um, talking about the written word. I'm talking about conversationally with each other. Like when my sister I don't, leaves, I don't do, I'm not like, bye, sister, or thank you, sister. You, you yeah, but that's brother. also a Star Trek thing. That's Is also it? Oh, how many times did Data say the word brother to Lore? How many times did Worf say the word brother to Kern? You know, like it's like like they like how often like it's it is sort of a thing and we're not seeing humans do it we're seeing yes we are she's not really she wasn't raised human though she is genetically human but she is she's she's not raised she was raised arguably more vulcan than spock half the time i don't know about that vulcan she's a wannabe vulcan (laughs) but um i I suppose fair enough it just it was something that i've noticed and i haven't i didn't ever notice it before like i think the reason that it never struck me with data is because he can't there's no emotion right so it's it's not about like there, there's a formality See, I, but how to cool it would have been if Laura turned around and go why do you keep saying brother clearly you know i'm your brother clearly i know that i'm your brother so i'm stop. just saying like there's a formality <laughs> yeah just cut it out there's just a formality about that like it's not like i could never see a scenario in which a brother would call their you know sister sister or sister would call their brother brother or what have you it's just it's awfully formal it just occurs that way and so that's why i don't think it really stuck out to be with data because he's pretty proper he doesn't use contractions except for that one episode uh, <laughs> where he makes a point of not using contractions it's funny that that's the case but like data lore uh, is the name of the episode just so we're clear is that the episode <laughs> yes the episode um, data lore. that i just find i'm noticing it this time around like she's about to get on the transporter pad it's like goodbye brother like yeah who talks like that yeah but it's meaningful <laughs> for her to say it like i, I like it's you know star trek i star trek has always had you know an, an, an elevated way that they speak i'm okay with it and and that's where I'm going to have to cut it short today. I'm so sorry, guys. We went too long, didn't we? Did we? We did. We did. So we are. This. We, we I never know. A, we I, don't, like, I literally don't. Like I like watch. I'm just like we're talking and we're talking and we're talking, and then afterwards you're like, oh, well, hold on. Yeah. So much. from this point forward, <laughs> there's like 45 minutes to an hour of more discussion that you guys are going to have to wait till next week. Uh, to, to listen to um, because it's there's just so much and, and sometimes it's it. hard for us to get together so this way we can give you uh, two episodes without making you wait for so very very long but the next episode is really fun so uh, but for now Trek off Trek off bitches you just listened to the Trek off podcast and now you're thinking gosh I'd like another podcast to listen to well I have a suggestion for you how about the totally super podcast that's right the totally super podcast look up totally super podcast where you can listen to reviews of every superhero movie ever made that's right we're working our way through the Marvel Cinematic Universe the DC Universe things like Batman or Kick-Ass or Doctor Horrible or The Crow classics like Superman we've done a ton and we're going to be working our way through every week or so where you can listen to us review every superhero movie ever made you want to do it go over to totally super podcast wherever you listen to podcasts.